Hello, my warriors. Did you all know that I co-host another show? It's called Into Everything with Pete and Kels. For some easy, laid-back fun and topics like movies, music, books, wrestling, the paranormal, and so much more, you should check us out. Into Everything with Pete and Kels is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It podcast. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic pain warrior, here to inspire hope and strength to the Spoonie community. Get ready to lift each other up and find ways to live the best life possible. Welcome back, chronic illness warriors, to another episode of Chronically Living. So recently, my mom and I were having a discussion about how important life meaning and life purpose is to people's mental health. This might seem like a bit of a random conversation, but for us, it's not. Um, So I'm finishing up my master's in counseling psychology and about to start my practicum. And my mom is a retired high school guidance counselor, so mental health topics are quite frequent for us. The subject came up during my psychopathology course um, as I'm getting into a deeper dive into substance abuse and some of the different theories around it. I'm also going to be super upfront and let you know that I have become more and more fascinated with existential philosophy and by proxy existential therapy over the past couple of years during my studies. Along with non-being, isolation, choice, and free will, life meaning is an important concept. While I'm not planning on going into this big lecture on uh, existentialism and all it entails, um, because there's quite a bit, I do want to give you a little more information on life meaning and then how that ties into chronic illness. According to Sartre, life is absurd to the point that decisive answers aren't truly available for any human. And the way we construct meaning is by making courageous choices anyway. So basically, even though... There is no right answer, technically. We still have to make choices. Heidegger says something similar about this courageous choice we have to make, um, which can only be done if we accept our personal limitations and understand that there is no certainty in life or in any decision-making. This requires us to be honest with ourselves. Rainer talks about a little bit more about decisions which is that choice and free will, like I mentioned earlier, um, in saying that, you know, we are who we are because of the decisions we make. Our choices should be tailored to who we are as individuals, regardless of any moral or conventional concerns. You can definitely agree with as much or little of this as you'd like, um, but what I take from it is that we all have the ability to make choices You know, with illness being one of the few things in life we don't actually have a choice about. We can then create meaning in our life through the choices we make. Because existentialists philosophize about life, about living itself, um, as it is the only, um, is the only known in our universe. Um, This is why it appeals to me, I think, so much. It's, you know, we are living, you know what, maybe there is life after Afterwards, you know, if you're religious, you may believe that. If you're not, you may not. Um, the truth is we won't actually know until we die. Um, so what we need to focus on is living right now. 
So here's the thing. According to existentialists, one of the many ways we develop existential anxiety is through a lack of life meaning. It's not the only way, but it can definitely be one through which Spoonies develop it. So if you're not able to do things that you used to do, have the career you originally planned on having, or if, even if having children biologically isn't something you, something you wanted to do but aren't able to do anymore, um, then that can cause people to lose meaning. Whether that is temporarily or indefinitely comes down to the, choice, to the choices we make. We didn't choose to get sick, but we can choose how we live our lives once we become sick. There are a lot of factors that can play into this. So aside from physical health problems, um, which are obviously going to be the main one. People with more coping mechanisms, for example, such as, you know, supportive relationships with family, friends, and partners tend to fare better. And there is a definite need to work through any mental health problems that have come along with your chronic illness, um, such as anxiety and depression, which I've mentioned way back in episode six on, on mental health and chronic illness. So if you haven't listened to that yet, um, I would definitely recommend going back and listening to that after this episode. Learning to develop psychological flexibility can also be beneficial for coping. Um, so if you're too rigid in your thinking, you may not be able to see other life meanings that are available to you. So I'm going to give a random example. If you wanted to have children biologically but can't anymore you know obviously that that would be very heartbreaking um and if any of you are dealing with this you know I definitely feel for you that being said there are other avenues that maybe you can take to have children if, if it's the having children that is important um you know and and obviously that's not a decision anybody can make overnight but what I'm saying is that there are other ways to find meaning um, by thinking a little bit outside the box. And a key aspect to this whole thing is just to be present and non-judgmental with ourselves. You know, basically practice some mindfulness. Lima et al. did an interesting study back in 2014 looking at understanding chronic pain from a phenomenological existential perspective. The this um, So the most typical model to both physical and mental health problems right now is the biopsychosocial one. So this is where health stems from biological, psychological, and socio-environmental factors. Um, so if you're looking for more information on that, I can maybe do an episode on that in the future. What Lima and all bring up is the concept of intentionality, which is an object, or in this case, pain, um, which only exists and has meaning for us um, in individual consciousness. Um, so in other words, chronic pain has different meaning for each of us and our perception of it um, in a physical, emotional, and psychological sense is, is very unique as well. That meaning comes from our interactions with the world and others in it. So all the people in our lives. The researchers state that chronic pain is influenced by a number of factors, including our socio-cultural environment, our beliefs, our expectations, our attitudes, and the meaning we give to it. 
So I'm going to tell you a bit more about myself, which I haven't really done since, I guess, kind of the earlier episodes of the show. Um, So for me, I saw new meaning emerge from my pain and my illness. Um, And that was the need to help other people who were suffering both physically and, uh, and emotionally like I was. But this, uh, this wasn't an easy process, nor did I just wake up one day and say, hey, I have this new life meaning and I know exactly how to go about it. It was actually a really slow developmental process that started with me writing a blog um, and not even my current blog. <laughs> like This was a, a precursor blog um, where basically I just ranted about my frustrations of having a chronic illness. Um... You know, from doing so, I realized that, you know, it, initially it was very productive for me to do that, um, but it slowly started to lose that that productivity for me. Um, and what I started to realize was, was maybe I could write in a way that helped, you know, even one other person. So I switched it up um, and that's how JaneVersusPain.com was born. Um which, you know, has grown substantially since then. So I, I, li- I like to hope that I'm helping more than one other person at this point. Um, you know, then there was this other shift, um, which I mostly gained from going through, going to psychotherapy myself, um, you know, having that weekly interaction with a therapist, uh, which started off as cognitive behavioral therapy. And I think we more developed into like a humanistic approach um, because that's just something that seems to work better for me than than doing homework week, weekly. Um, but there are lots of different approaches to therapy that, you know, definitely can be discussed. Um, you know, and and basically what I what I gained from this experience was that I wanted to help people in more profound ways. So initially, I thought about life coaching, um, which is really cool and 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 definitely the right avenue for a lot of people. Um, and then, then I kind of just decided that that wasn't, wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, and what I really wanted to do was try to get into graduate school to become a therapist. So I actually had to go back, um, and upgrade some of my undergrad marks, um, just so that my GPA would be high enough to actually get in somewhere. Um, and then also take some psych prerequisites, uh, that I didn't have because I'd only ever actually take an intro to psych back when I was 18 and and at this point I was you know 32 32 or 33 at this point so it you know it'd been a long time so um I did the 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 prerequisites upgraded my my GPA uh, and then I applied and got into grad school and I've got to say I've worked my butt off I have often studied seven days a week and by often I mean like in the you know year and a half I've been in this program, ninety five percent of the weeks have been seven day a week studying while working full time for the most part, except for the last couple months here, um, and dealing with my illness at the same time, you know, which can cause fatigue and pain and um, you know having to make time for appointments and all that too. Uh, but it, this was all very important to me, which is why I did it. Um, last June, um, I started this podcast, you know, as another way to reach people. And I've also written a book, um, a self-help book that I'm really hoping to get published, um, hopefully in the next year or so, um, you know, just kind of as I grow my audience here. Um, so this, you know, this was the process I used to create new life meaning. 
My original purpose in life, I think, was strictly to entertain people. Um, I wanted to be a screenwriter, director, actor. I've played musical instruments since I was like five years old. Um, I've done acting and filmmaking since I was a young teen. Um, and yes, it definitely would have been possible to continue down that path with, with my illness. Um, we've seen many celebrities do so. Um, granted, they usually, though not always, um, are celebrities or, or actors or entertainers when they get sick. A few exceptions to that, but um, that seems to be the case for the most part. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely not easy. It, it would have been possible, but I realized that this this whole thing kind of affected what I saw in my life, uh, where I saw it going. So your process and your meaning will be totally unique to you. No one can tell you what it is or where exactly to find it. I, I wish I had those answers for you. I really don't um, because only you can find those answers. If you are feeling you lack meaning, whether um, that's displaying itself in your thoughts, your feelings, um, or through that dreaded existential anxiety, you can start to develop some new ways to find meaning. Um, so I kind of came up with some questions that you can ask yourself to figure out what your life meaning is or should be or what you want it to be. Um, so we're going to go through them now. So first of all, what makes me happy? What comes naturally to me? When do I feel my best and what am I doing when I feel this way? How do the people in my life make me feel? Do I know anyone that can help me on this journey and if so, who? What is something I've always wanted to do but it was too scared to try? Now, obviously, all of this needs to be within the realm of what you can physically do with your illness. That being said, I bet that if you do some research, you will find there is more uh, in that realm of what you can do than you originally believed there was. I have seen so many amazing things of people doing things despite their illness um, that you never would have thought. And just by scrolling through Instagram or finding Facebook groups or, you know, a Google search, you will find tons of information and, and tons of things that maybe you didn't realize you could do that you can. Again, you're unique though, so definitely tailor everything to yourself. So once you do figure out what that life meaning is going to be, um, it's time to make some goals. So we like SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Um, now, that's what I did, and it seems to be working well. Again, you know, there's a lot of personal work that needs to be put into making new life meanings. Um, so going back to the question of who can help me, here's some other questions. Are you seeing a therapist or working with a life coach or utilizing the healthcare team that you have to make sure you can do the most? If the answer is no, um, then it might be time to start looking at some of the these resources that that are available um, if money is an issue because I know it is for a lot of people reading self-help books can be great um, and and they're very an economical way um, to do some of this work as well um, I, I like reading self-help books they're usually well written and, and kind of funny as well so <laughs> um, and they can be quite inspiring my quote this week is from the Dalai Lama 
He said, pain can change you, but that doesn't mean it has to be a bad change. Take that pain and turn it into wisdom. If we're being real, pain does change us. Physical and psychological pain both do. Changes our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Changes our beliefs, attitudes, relationships, and as we've been talking about, our life meanings. The point here is that we have the choice to take what um, to take it either as a, a terrible negative thing that completely derails us and leaves us full of existential dread, or we can make the choice to do something about it, with it, or both. What are we learning about ourselves and the world through our pain? I can tell you that by interviewing other Spoonies on this show, I know that we are a resilient bunch. That sometimes we can continue down the same path of life meanings and others we can change it into something else that is quite remarkable. From interviewing healthcare professionals, I can tell you that there are many people out there that want to help you with your journeys, to heal in many ways, and will support you on your goals and life meanings. So Dr. Frank, Dr. Alex, Queenie, and Danielle, all of whom I've had on this show and are major parts of my healthcare team, ask me every time I see them how school is going, you know, what roadblocks I run into. And they provide support just by talking and asking questions and being consistent people in my life. Turn your pain into wisdom because that is something you can do. I mean, <laughs> it's your choice and all, but it, it may not be a bad choice. Before we wrap up today, I want us to get into a space where we are feeling present. So let's do a short breathing meditation. If you're able to sit down and close your eyes, please do that now. We're going to breathe in for four seconds, hold for two and out for five. So let's start that now. One, two, three, four, hold, two, out, two, three, four, five. And you're just going to repeat that 10 times.
last time. Hold two, out two, three, four, five. Open your eyes and bring yourself back to the space. I hope this episode has opened you to the possibility that just because you originally thought your life meaning was going to be one way, doesn't mean that there aren't other possibilities out there for you. Keep making the most of it, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chronically Living Podcast. If you love this week's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next week, stay strong.